Before we begin, we want to say that the discussions that take place on these podcasts are our own and do not reflect the LAPD, LAFD, or any other outside organization. Some of the topics that we talk about in this podcast may be triggering to some of our listeners, so if you feel like you need any extra support, we will be linking different resources in our website and social medias. Thank you for listening, and now with the show. You're listening to 911 Superfan versus Pure Snow. I'm Catherine Cat, Kit Cat, or Snow White. I'm Meg and or Buck. And today we're talking about season two, episode eight, titled Love Buck. Nope. Buck actually. Shoot. I knew <laughs> I got it wrong. Buck actually. Ah man. You can see that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um it was directed by Varda Barkar. It was written by Matthew Hodgson. It first aired November 5th, 2018, and it got an IMDb rating of 7.9 out of 10. And like always, how are we doing with the grapes? I'm trying to determine this from your face. This is the lowest rating, but one of the lowest rated episodes. The last episode okay. was also rated 7.9. Um, which was Haunted, which I also quite enjoyed. Um, So I have beef with this entire fandom. I don't know why you guys don't like happy-go-lucky episodes, but this is a fine episode. And I don't (laughs) know why everybody was so upset about it. I don't know if it's the lowest, one of the lowest rated ones. (laughs) I usually try to be calm and chill about it, but this was a fine episode. (laughs) Honestly, I really like this episode, too. Honestly, it was... IMDB didn't. Well, now we have some beef with imdb thank you very much <laughs> no these are like reviewer ratings i don't know if just like no not not enough people reviewed highly i don't know what it is i don't know but let's let's talk about it right let's get into it summary all right lola was worried that her husband norman didn't see her so she went on top of a freeway sign and made a scene buck and chimney headed to a bar where chimney spent time with maddie and Buck made out with Taylor Kelly. They did more a than gas- make out. I know, I know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> a gas station owner realized that she would be robbed, but it was Harley who typically tried to rob her place with different girls. Buck had some inner conflict by trying to figure out who he was supposed to be while also falling back into some bad habits. A couple who had just got married had to be extracted from a serious car accident. And Mitchell and Thomas were supposed to go out on an adventure, but Mitchell got crushed in an accident with their SUV. Everyone kind of gets a happy ending with Buck going on a date with Allie from the earthquake, Athena and Bobby celebrating a quiet night at home, and Chimney and Maddie watching a film. Yeah, we'll talk about it. (laughs) There's the classic. Love to hear it. Yeah, it was a very straightforward episode. Nothing, nothing interesting happened. I mean, like that was... are you are you kidding? Nothing interesting happened. Like the fact that like Lola was just like, hey! oh my gosh. But also, also now that I think about it, was it Norman? Hold on, I know. I think that's. Have you watched Cody Banks? No. Oh my gosh, he he plays Cody Banks' dad. 
That's I who- recognize them. I recognize That's- most of the actors. But yeah, I that know. is him. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen Cody Banks in years, but he was the dad. Okay, I don't know yeah. who, what Cody Banks is. I recognized both of them. I just don't know where from. Oh no, that was definitely Finn's mom from Glee. Oh, I recognize Finn's mom from Glee because Glee. It's hard, it's hard to forget her. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of a shock. Yeah, but like, okay, the part where he like was, you know, he was just in the car and then he sees like donuts and he's like, oh, you know, like we're just having like, we're stuck on the freeway, might as well grab a donut and some coffee and then finds out it's his wife. (laughs) Yeah, I called it. It was, yeah. It was, it was straightforward, but it was still like, I think acting wise, it was pretty well executed. I liked it. I thought, I'll be honest, her uh, what is it? What splashing herself was unnecessary. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought the rest of it was fine. Yeah. I was like, that's, I guess, do you see, I guess, I just. Yeah, I mean, we, it wasn't really, like, specified what kind of ways he didn't see her. I guess. Yeah, it just felt weird. I was like, you already made this big sign, this big thing, and now you're I don't know. I just felt, I I felt like that was a little random. I like it was like they no, were adding the more. No, the gun was actually it. random for me because I was like, oh, that was not random for me. Oh really? No, because like for me, I was like, yeah, I can see like the sign and all of that, and I can understand. But it's like no need to shoot Buck or anybody, literally. Oh, I just thought that she would have been like desperate, where it was like you're not going to stop me from making this statement. So it wasn't a shock to me that she had a gun on her. Okay. It was kind of funny when she was like, when he was like going down, I was like, nah, she's got something on her. Like, you're not going to take her down that quickly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that part where she like, Buck was trying to talk to Lola and then that whole thing about the mail and then she's yelling at Norman (laughs) about the mail. He's like, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, that was really good. I was like, that's, yeah, I get the yeah, mail. We're, we're totally collecting the mail over here. How does that even have to do with us? Yeah. The thing is, okay, he did that moment where he, like, raises his cell phone. Yeah, I recognize that. I recognized it. I didn't remember the name of the movie, and the name of the movie is Say Anything, which she said we went to go see Say Anything, and it didn't click to me until I Googled it, and I was like, oh, the movie is Say Anything. Oh, I had a problem with that scene. I had a problem with that scene. Did you see how he was holding the phone? Did you? No, but it was backwards, huh? Now that you mentioned it. Well, not exactly backwards. The mic was like, the phone was nowhere near the mic, so I'm like, Dude, how is this supposed to be? Like, this was almost a cute scene, except you're not even facing it to the speaker. Oh, I think it was. No, I think it was okay. Here, it's supposed to be here, but it was actually like this. And I'm just. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was flipped. Yeah, it was flipped. But if you played it loud enough, I guess it could. But it it didn't make sense because, like, the speakers were too clear. Like, it wouldn't have been that clear. Yeah. There are lots of problems with that. <laughs> yeah, but it's a TV show, like Slandoy for TV. I've decided I really give this show 
just for this episode because I always forget before the next episode. So just for this episode, <laughs> um, that I give nine one one a lot of like shit <laughs> about like how they're not realistic enough ever. Yeah, um, yeah. But I feel like sometimes you can explain it away by just TV magic, and this was one of those like small like TV magic moments. Okay. I don't like when they do TV magic moments with big things, right? Like, that per- character should have medically died. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And that's like, TV magic. And I was like, no. TV yeah, magic is like, <laughs> I don't know. They pull something. They're like, oh, I just happen to have something in my backpack that might be able to help us. Yeah. That's a little bit, I can tweak that. But if you're like, this whole entire thing, if this whole entire storyline is based but the ending of it is TV magic. I don't like that. Does that make sense? Okay, okay. So this is one of those small, like, it's TV magic. I'll get into that. It was All one right. of the first episodes also. Athena feeding the Great Danes with the hamburgers. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know if dogs would really like burgers. At that point, I would have been TV magic. All right, I'll give it to you. Right? Okay. Not, like, terribly important. Okay. But I see your point. You're right. Yeah. It was wrong. <laughs> But I don't know. I feel like the only thing that I really got out of this like scene in general was just like, you know, um, kind of knowing who you are, just th- like she was just so confused. And I mean, I can understand like, you know, as a mom, that must be super hard to like figure out who you are when you're just like so focused on taking care of a kid. But like you also have to like focus on yourself when the kid's gone. Yeah. So, and she didn't do that. So not even yourself, but, like, your relationship with your spouse is definitely going to change because you went from originally having, I don't know, let's say your family four, you originally had four people in this household, now just the two. Like, yeah. You have to be able to balance that and understand who that still have, like, the same thing, who still want the same thing. It was way, like, great divorce is apparently a huge thing. Because yeah. it's, what do you do after the kids are gone? <laughs> right. So, I, I get, I get what she was, where she was coming from, and I was like, I think that I wish they kind of let her explore it a little bit more where she just immediately yeah. like he sees me and I was like okay but okay. there's more yeah. <laughs> there's more under there oh for sure for sure it felt it felt rushed um yeah also everybody cheered when when she was like see me and they're like yeah see her <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, on the freeway, I wouldn't be cheering. I would be like, get off that sign. I have places to be. Right? You know? Like, you know, it seemed like it was like morning, right? Like early yeah. morning. So I'm like, okay, people are literally late to work. People might be late to school, you know, or they have doctor's appointments or whatever. And like, we're over here like being happy. Like, you know, maybe if it's like a super wholesome moment, sure. But realistically, people are trying to go places. Yeah, I think toward the end when they were, like, getting out, when they were, like, leaving, and that felt a little bit more like, oh, they got together. That was a little bit of a cheer moment. But at the beginning, when she was like, no, I mean, you don't see me at all. And then everyone was, like, cheering for her. I'd be like, no, get her off the side. You know what I mean? I was like, like, where's the angry honker who's, like, upset at everything? But then I realized this episode was like a love episode. I thought this was like a Valentine's Day episode. This felt weirdly played. Yeah, but you know, I felt like this one was pretty 
pretty interesting overall. You know, it was a weird feel-good episode. I um, like weird feel-good episodes. They brought Taylor Kelly back. She was one of the first Oh, we are, we are going to talk about Taylor Kelly. Do not be like, oh, we're going to talk about Taylor Kelly because I have some beef with her. No, no, no. I'm not saying anything good about Taylor Kelly. Let's <laughs> not get there. No, no, no. Um, I just like when they bring back characters that you've already seen. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I can, right? I can agree with that. So the thing that was like really weird to me was I don't think Glenn is the same guy I don't think so either. Michael brought to the hospital. The first no, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is like guy number two. That's what I was thinking too. I'm not allowed to Google them though, so yeah. that's on you. Uh, but I also think that it was really interesting when uh, Glenn came over and she was like, if Michael left me for another woman, I yeah. would not have to smile and be happy. So you can let me be a little bit upset. And I'm like, I can, I can see her where she's coming with this. For right? sure, for sure. But she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be nice, but it's weird. And I agree. It's a but you know, weird. I did like the way it ended up because I actually wasn't fully expecting it to end up like that. You know, I wasn't expecting him to be a hundred percent. Like, I agree with Athena. I was like, oh, okay. No, you know, we don't. I don't know. He was going to do it. I knew it was gonna happen. I well, was like. Okay, like, you watch yeah. way too much TV. You already know a lot of the things that'll happen. That's true. But a lot of this episode was, like, very formulaic, I guess. I mean, not everything to me, but a lot of it was. I'll give you that. I think maybe that's why I like them. Uh, like, the very simple episodes, because they're not things I have to, like, be overly... Yeah, overly um, opinionated about especially okay. for this podcast where I have to be like ah <laughs> oh, shoot now I gotta go google everything this is like a very <laughs> straightforward episode <laughs> and I always appreciate that it just feels good I don't have to think too much right Glenn seems like a nice guy um Buck gets freaked out when he sees Chim and Maddie hanging out together yeah um also like when um shim was like oh we did this last time and he's like last time (laughs) yeah that was really interesting because we've never really seen him like freak out about like his sister like that ever really like he doesn't think his sister's dating yeah and like his co-worker (laughs) yeah it's like you can maybe maybe outside you might be like oh maybe she's seeing someone but in your head until you see it together yeah. Right. Especially that duet. Oh my gosh. They were like on point with like the the movements. It's like they were actually dating. Yeah, they were really good. Also. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, they can sing. Oh my goodness. They're really good. <laughs> right? For like a TV show where like you think most people don't like have other talents. That was pretty good. No, I feel like all actors, I just imagine you can sing. Uh, or you can follow a tune because I feel like you at some point did a musical or something. If you're an actor, probably. But like when you sing, sing, I'm like, wow, dang. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. sounds weird. I'm like, I know they can sing, but it surprises me when they sing. But oh my gosh. They like they harmonize quite well. Oh, I'll give you that. That was like really good. It was what? Dolly Parton and I don't know. Chesney 
oh, I don't know. I just know that song and it's very popular. Okay. And yeah, I was really shocked, but I was also like, this is a popular duet song and they killed it. I just remember, I think it's a hard song to sing. Because I think I've sang it. sounded before. like a hard song to sing, to follow even. Islands in the Stream is Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Oh, Kenny did I say Chesney? Kenny Chesney? <laughs> yeah, I said the wrong person. Yeah, it's Islands in the Stream. I was like, I know it's Dolly Parton. Anyway, sorry. It was like my childhood. And I was like, yeah, I know this song. No, you're good. You're good. Um. Oh, speaking of knowing this song, what was that Destiny's Child song at the beginning of that Athena scene when she was like mashing the potatoes? I don't remember. <laughs> was there a song? Yeah, there was a song and that was my childhood. And I was just like, I know for sure this is a Destiny's Child song. And it was stressing me out. I don't remember the song at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, let's talk about Taylor Kelly because uh, I had problems with her. Too many. You had problems with her? I was like, that's Bucket, bro. I said it before Chimney did. This scene, I was like, but get ready. You're going to learn what it means to be a booty call. That's great. Literally, like the fact that, you know, she sent him the drink, right? And like all of it was literally everything Buck would do. And I was yeah. just like, I forgot about this. Don't like her. Definitely don't like her, you know, because she carries it a lot better than Buck can do it. That's the thing, though, that always like where I disagree with you on one sense because you're okay when buck does it but you're not okay when she does it and it feels like it might be a sexist thing which i can understand to a certain degree but i don't like that tv kind of forces you to hate these female characters who are kind of very obvious about what they want I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying they kind of wrote Taylor Kelly in a way where you're not supposed to like it. You know what I mean? That's okay. Yeah. But I, I'm like, no, she knows what she wants. She knows she's a busy woman. She knows that that's not her style. She's never, she's not pretended it was. And I think she's a lot more aware than Buck was when she first started about what she yeah. did. I mean, I think it's because a lot of the times um, we're not really allowed to like the devious female. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm like, I mean, I don't like her mostly just because, like, if she was like a main character kind of person instead of like a side character, I feel like I would like her, right? But it's just like. In terms of, like, the plot line and how she's kind of invaded, you know, the firehouse and did all these things to the main character, I don't like her like that. But, okay. you know, like, I feel like if she was main character and Buck was the side character, like, I would like Taylor Kelly. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm pretty okay with Taylor Kelly. I think she's very, very obvious with what she wants. Okay, I thought you were about to say sweet, and I was just No, like, no, 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 no. She, <laughs> but she definitely is like, I have goals in life. These are what I want to achieve. This is what I'm going to do. And But you can stick around for some of it. We can have a little bit of fun, because obviously everyone has their own hobbies, you know? Yeah. But she doesn't pretend that she's, like, in her relationship. She doesn't pretend that she's there for more than, I think, 
she's willing to offer. Okay. But that's I a don't very know. interesting analysis of it. I thought you were saying you were just going to be a very like, oh, it's so cute. What? Where is this Oh, going? sorry. <laughs> well, I thought about this last time Taylor Kelly was on too. Because we okay. had this discussion too where you said you didn't really like her. And I was like, I don't really care for her, sure. But I don't not like her. I have a strange respect for her. And that's where she's okay. willing to go out for what she wants and I, I think it may be just also because there's something in my life that I'm not necessarily like 100% great at I admit being, being oh, you're not going to you're not taught to so it's really refreshing for me to see someone who is a female character who to do that so I appreciate that about Taylor Kelly okay okay um, and sense. I will defend her for this I think the other thing too is I kind of appreciate the dare I say bitchier characters on this show right Taylor Kelly and Tatiana I think both of them are really like supported when I think most fans don't like them I thought you were gonna say Eva oh no no Eva's just awful <laughs> <laughs> Eva's just Eva's just pure evil in are you sure part. I mean like you can't find it in your heart to like you know no no no, <laughs> no. No, I like Karen though. No, <laughs> no, but I think like these two characters were like written in a way where you weren't supposed to necessarily like them for their choices, and I didn't like that. They did give Tatiana a redemption. Yeah, I don't know if they'll give one to Taylor Kelly because she's the female Buck, but she's kind of a meaner version of Buck. Yeah, but I didn't like that she couldn't just be like a nice version of Buck. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's something about her that's a little too ruthless for me, and I think that that bugs me in that women female characters who are like very obvious they're often more ruthless than their male counterparts yeah anyway that was a lot also bathroom sexist girls i don't know why they keep doing this but i guess they had to like reinforce like bucket whatever <laughs> all right no and yeah every single time a bucket sex like that's gross I love that like Chimney did bring that back um when Later he went on. like oh you didn't know Buck had sex in a fire truck <laughs> yeah he stole a fire truck and I was like yes just tell Maggie tell her I'll let her be like that's disgusting yeah the Roberts yes oh my gosh I was just like I can understand people doing things out of desperation because that's usually the case usually um but I was just like Bro, if you're going to try to do something, you know, evil or, you know, something that you're trying to cause harm, you would be a little more sneaky. Not that I condone any of this, but, you know, it's just like if you're going to, like, make the effort to do something bad, like, why are you going to just do it in a way where you you get caught, I guess? Yeah, don't do that it in the sense. same place twice. I just thought it was really funny where she was like, we're getting robbed again. <laughs> and he was like, again? Yeah, and then it's like, um, I'm pretty sure it's Harley. And I don't know if it's the same person. But you know. <laughs> or she's just like, I, I'm, I can just tell you everything you need to know right now. Just so you have it for a future. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I was just like, dude, this is wow this is just and then um when she was like oh does he call you like baby bear and like baby bear you call someone else <laughs> i can't believe that he can convince so many women to do this with like, yeah man, 
No, she had a good line though. She said, uh, what was it when <laughs> Bucket oh was complaining? And she's like, she's like, you don't even know me. She's like, you're a man. I know enough. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I literally have that line. That was the greatest thing. Um, you know, and then she was even asking like Hen for like dating advice. <laughs> it was like, not me, bro. <laughs> don't like men. Wrong yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And the fact that like Athena already knew, like she was assessing the situation so fast that she could tell there was already someone up in the ceiling. I'm just like, that is some pro like work right there. I, it would take a hot second to be like, oh, there's someone up there. <laughs> I like how she kind of already knew where she was. I think that was a little bit weirder for me, but yeah. TV, TV magic. TV magic. I mean, that's one of them where I would have been like, but but today I'm feeling in a generous mood. TV magic. Okay. <laughs> generous mood, plus I didn't really watch it all that clearly. It's fine. I have all right oh and then this other thing when like um buck was complaining to bobby and he's like saying the whole thing he's like i've been single for like a day it's like no buck you've been single for months (laughs) i like how everybody just like buck figure it out (laughs) and he's like stop saying that and everyone's like yeah but it's true it's true (laughs) Um, i thought this was also a valentine's day episode for a hot set because this could have definitely been a valentine's day episode yeah i wonder if it was like a filler episode that they might have just had and then something went wrong with the actual episode so they played it yeah so this was i don't know if this was planned for a valentine's episode because it was like a good lovey dovey honestly i think i would have liked this episode more than crazy like heartbroken girl (laughs) oh i like that episode though (laughs) I was just like, maybe this would have been, if this was also a Valentine's Day episode, I would have expected, like, every season's Valentine's Day episode to just up the game. Because I just enjoy them. Like, Valentine's Day should be fun. It should be, like, cutesy. It should be, or you hate devilishly everything in life and you just want to kill everybody. I just <laughs> think that there's, like, there's a romance in it, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, but I'm a sucker for cheesy love stuff, which is really funny considering everything that you know about me. And <laughs> well, are you sure you want this on the internet? <laughs> no, I don't mind. I don't mind saying I'm the biggest, like, I will fall for all your cheese. Like, if I can guess it, there's a good chance I'll still fall for it. But I guessed it beforehand. Oh, boy. Yeah. I can give you an example, which was okay. when uh buck meets taylor kelly again and he's like i've come to apologize and i was like no they're gonna do it in the like the yeah. minute he stepped out i oh, was like yeah. they're gonna do it in the van oh yeah like it was a little too obvious because he was like he looked like a sick puppy like oh i just want to apologize and it's like you're not apologizing come on no i think you genuinely means it but i also think, I think taylor's he like half meant it like he wasn't ready to commit to being buck 2.0 or whatever he wanted to call himself no i think he wants to but i think he has a different i think uh, i'm fascinated with this too i'm just thinking about this out loud by the way i really didn't have this analysis there's nothing i'm reading for this <laughs> but i wonder if they were trying to play a background uh, a flip on because usually it's the female character who meets like the bad boy 
and then like wants to fix it. But yeah. I feel like in this case, Buck met a bad girl and he wants to fix her. Oh. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And that that's an... kind of what that scene kind of reminded me of. But Taylor Kelly's like, I don't need to be fixed. I know what I want and I'm going to do what I want. Right? I that's have definitely a, a very interesting way to put it because honestly it's it's definitely played out a different way for me mm-hmm. right whenever I see this episode so it's like nice to know that there is like also that flip side of like her being a strong independent woman which she is for sure mm-hmm. I just there was a lot of it too because he was apologizing for sleeping with her like it was his fault but I also do think that it's good in that when Taylor comes out and he's like, no, I agreed that it's also good to have a double consent, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, most of, while Buck sleeps with a lot of women, all of the time, like, the women consents. So it's not like he's yeah. doing it maliciously, I guess. Like, yeah. she's, he, he happens to just meet an end, an end goal for the woman. Okay. Like, if that makes sense yeah no that makes sense yeah so I think that it was good to show Buck 1.0 wasn't like trashy he's just a whore (laughs) basically yeah but like the women knew that they kind of they were okay with that you know yeah but he doesn't want to be that but Taylor Kelly's like if you want to be that I'll take it you know what I mean so I don't know. I think she has what she, she knows what she wants, and she's okay if Buck is like that. But Buck doesn't want to be like that. But he doesn't know how to not be like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Oh, I talked I'm... about them way too, way too long. I've never okay. analyzed Buck's relationship with anybody <laughs> in this much detail ever. I love it. Now you're you're falling down the rabbit hole. It's not down the rabbit hole. We'll just never see Taylor Kelly again. I've just wasted like forty minutes of my life explaining <laughs> two of them. You don't need to know. All right. Um, what are their names? Accident. Yeah, I didn't write their names down. You said their names were Mitchell and... No, no, no. The other car accident. You missed oh. the one of Two cars. Two cars. Yeah. All right. The first car accident with the honeymooners. I, I felt like there wasn't much to that. Um, I just thought that it was like um, an interesting scene that they thought to pull apart the car. But I was kind of expecting it to be a lot bigger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, me too. Yeah, but I like that it was small. Yeah, but I'm just like you know, if you're gonna explain it like that, but you like you know, have a little more detail instead of like kind of saying we're gonna pull the car apart, but it's like you're really just like opening up the car. But they did pull it apart, like the roof cam part. Yeah, I guess. And the part that was actually like lodging it in. That's true. So, but, you know, I was expecting it to be bigger. Yeah, I was expecting it to be more dramatic, but also I kind of like the thing with the, the simplicity. Show. It's like the big things in the big things in a situation don't have to be that big. <laughs> like this looked like a very big accident, but the simplest answer was to just pry it apart. Yeah. And it was only like two or three inches, but that was enough. To and sometimes that's just what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just like used to like the show being like super dramatic or whatever, and it's just like, oh, I like okay. when it's not dramatic. I think we've oh. gotten 
I think we've gone to you like that it's dramatic. And I like the like short, sweet. It's just a fun episode today. Nothing super extreme. Of course, like episodes like this make me think like soon there's a big story might come about because yeah. there's gotta be. Yeah, because it's like you can't have too much fun. Yeah. But I like when they're just kind of like standalones. You don't need much of anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, before we even get to emergency number four, Buff Fridays. That's the most brilliant thing I have ever heard with Buff Fridays. I literally went and told my roommate, I was like, we need to do this. I don't know how. I don't know what. I don't know why. This sounds amazing. Where they just choose a bunch of food on a Friday and then you don't have to buy groceries for a week because you have enough food for yourself. Yeah. Brilliant. 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 I'm totally going to steal that. I don't know when. Also, it's really expensive to order food out, but still, I'm going to steal it someday. I just... That's <laughs> it. That's done. That's it. Hey, I mean, like, as a grad student, I think it's, like, really important to, you know, have that kind of flexibility to have a bunch of food, you know, so that you could, like, focus on whatever you need to do. Yeah, I think you should enjoy it and have fun. Like, life's too short to not have a little bit of enjoyment once in a while. For them, yeah. it's once a week, but they're single. They're alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's nice to get together and have a reason to. And yeah. Chim doesn't have to buy food for the rest of the week. So I wonder if he, like, buys all of it. That would make sense. He has to pay. Yeah. Anyway, that's not at all important. Also, he calls her Bunkette. No, not just that. that. Karmic. Very karmic. That was great. Yeah. I, but no, I called her Bucket at the very beginning when I saw in the bar. Yeah. I was like, whoa, we found a Bucket. And then he says it, and I was like, bro, I write the show. What is happening? <laughs> you know, I wish I was kidding. I'm not. I'm dead serious. Okay, okay. So how about when Buck gets that phone call? Who did you think it was? Taylor Kelly. See, I thought it was Abby. No, Taylor Kelly. No, it wasn't. We know it was Allie. Allie. (laughs) I love this face. Oh, wait, what? I think I can watch it again. I thought because it was like a nighttime coffee that it was Taylor Kelly. No, no, that was from Allie. Bro. <laughs> what? What? That makes so much sense. I just <laughs> give me a moment to process. And while we process, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back after <laughs> Catherine gets some common sense. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to 911 Superfan for Secure Snow. I'm Kat, that's Meg, and we're talking about the phone call. <laughs> phone call? No, the old couple. Okay, I was like, I was just going to bring it back to the fact that you did not realize that it was Allie. No, but it makes a lot of sense now. Wait, why did you think it was? Because uh... it was like the middle of the night. I thought it was another booty call. And after Jim and Maddie had said, like, oh, you found Bucket, and then she calls. 
he turned her down. Mm, that's what she thought. Yeah, because like, why else would somebody be calling you over at 9 p.m. or 8 p.m. Whatever. But I guess they're having dinner. It's not that late. I yeah. just have dinner at inhuman times. <laughs> and what time is that? Like 9 p.m. Okay. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. And let's go to Thomas and Mitchell. Thomas and Mitchell. That was just that. I thought it was very cute. Yeah, I thought it was really sweet. And it did kind of um, do a little bit of the of the LGBTQ experience from the beginning of like what Pride originally started with in the 70s and moved on to today. So yeah. It was a nice progression to see. And I think that it, we don't talk about it enough, especially just the history of it. And everyone's oh, like, oh, the 70s weren't that long ago. They're... 50 years ago like there's a lot of history there that we don't get to explore so it's nice to see a little bit of it I hope someday they'll they'll explore more yeah I mean it's the same way that like people like when they hear about the pandemic they'll be like oh wow but it's like it wasn't even that long ago when people hear about it right like it'll be like what 40 years later yeah but like in 20 years like people are not going to be able to understand what that means right like baby born now when they're, they're like, like 15 they'll be like what did you guys do in college you'll be like i was stuck indoors for three years <laughs> what do you think we did? <laughs> like they won't be able to yeah gotta comprehend it well yeah. hopefully they will i mean if we have another p- pandemic oh my gosh um, so but... <laughs> we can't have another one please no. <laughs> no i mean i hope not but like if it does happen not that well, would but uh, otherwise there's no way someone's gonna be able to understand yeah all right no yeah uh i just think that's not something that you learn about straight people don't learn that kind of history and it's nice to kind of see the history i mean i also found it nice that you know they were also showing how like no matter how old you get right like you can always do something to keep you young right like you know age is not like a limit to like doing things that make you happy which i think is very important you know because it's like only like you do as much as you want to do like you're only stopping yourself so i love that i like that they had a partner for life i guess that's the other thing right <laughs> like yeah. their entire life there were things that they agreed with they didn't agree with right he says at the end one of them's more adventurous than the other uh one of yeah. more, like less less of a risk taker or whatnot but at the end they just want to be happy that's what they yeah. always did together. Yeah. I know. And then the fact they were like, oh, let's add another memory to the collection. They put the collection of memories on the car that kills Mitchell. And I'm just like, Dang. Yeah. No, I called it though. <laughs> Wait, how did you know Surprise. it was going to be Mitchell and not Thomas? How did I know? Because it was going to be the car. What no, he left had- the car. When he put it on the car, I was like, that car is going to kill one of them. And he was like, I got to go into the house. I was like, it wasn't going to be him. It was the guy who was like, oh, go ahead. I was like, that car is neutral. Lo and behold, it wasn't neutral. Also, when they started the montage, I said one of them was going to die. And then when one of them died, the other one was like, can I have a minute? I was like, heart attack. He dies of a broken heart. Yep. I mean, like, you can't blame him, though. I can't. I can't. They were so sweet. But this is one of those where, like, the entire story, I was like, beginning to end, 
I could tell it to you. Oh my gosh. But you know, when um he was talking to Buck about love and then he's like, you don't find it, son, you make it. And I'm just like, stop. There um, was something I recently heard. It was a Emma Thomas interview where she came out and she was like, true love doesn't exist. Like the true love that you see on TV doesn't exist. Mm. And I thought that was really fascinating because she's kind of saying like, love is a choice you make it every day and day in day out and kind of when he was like do you make it I was like yeah you like love somebody but you have to commit to it yeah it's loving them every single day yeah even yeah. when they I mean, tell you to go do something like ride a zip line at the age of whatever age they were that <laughs> I'm just like oh my gosh like you know go you for like doing adventurous things but also like please don't break a hip please yeah um but also also like i'm gonna say this is one of those scenes that like the fandom has kind of dedicated to buddy but you don't find it son you make it like and i'm just like i don't know about that that's kind of a stretch but me and the fandom right now have a little bit of beef because you guys give us a 7.9 a 7.9 it was a fine episode i almost cried <laughs> in this scene i mean it was sad <laughs> all right 7.9 fine let's just keep going it's fine all right all right chimney going to dispatch that wait, was a little wait, sorry i just read a comment i want to say one last thing that i wrote down and i just go it says wow that's so cheesy and i totally fell for it that was that entire scene nice. I, yeah i was it was a great scene, though, really. No, I was crying. I, I shed a few tears. It wasn't intense, but I did shed a couple. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like at least the fandom is very much into Buddy right now. So it's like, I think if it doesn't show Buddy, it's not really up to par. Or if it's like not putting a main character at harm, you know, in harm's way, then they're like, eh bad episode <laughs> chim and maddie <laughs> that was it that's it he also said maddie buckley and then kendall yeah and then like oh i love where um he, what is it that line that he's like oh i'm not worried about your life before oh i really like the line while he said he's an idiot but he's fine mm-hmm. i actually okay i pointed out that line mostly because Come on, you knew I was going point. <laughs> no, no, it is important, that specific line. So. I think that, yeah, it's nice that to know that Maddie can have some of this. But I feel like, we'll talk about them later, like, they are what they are. They're not dating. And I know that eventually they get together, because Apple News spoiled it for me, so too bad. <laughs> um, I kind of like that they're just platonic friends, because... That part, Yeah. I, I just there are romantic undertones and I don't like that because I just want, I literally like them but like the only male female friendship that's straight male straight female platonic friends because I feel like that happens a lot yeah maybe maybe less than I think but I just assume it happens a lot they always have romantic undertones on TV this yeah too. and I was like Definitely I, I was like yeah, it's nice that they're getting like they have romantic chemistry and they have cute chemistry. So 
not judging it, but the one where they're like, they're platonic friends. And I'm like, yeah, but they get together. So it does really count? I don't think so. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. Last scene. This will be an everlasting love, by the way, is one of my all-time favorites. If I was on a desert and I had to choose like 10 songs to take with me, because I'd probably need to take that many, this would definitely get. It was great. Yep. <laughs> so the montage does I get, love that song. Does get points. It's- yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. But um I was like really happy when like Bobby cooked Athena dinner at home. Yeah. Cuz I'm like he was really listening when she was like I don't want to go out and like tell people it's like oh that was a nice, you know, callback moment. Yeah, and well she also says at the beginning too she's like I just want a quiet nice just us at home without my kids without my ex-husband and his boyfriend. <laughs> And then her kids were like, hey, excuse me. And she's like, you know, I don't mean you. But Bobby was like, no, she means you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that was great. That was great. Um, And then also, what do you think about Allie? I want to know if she comes back. It doesn't feel like she will. But maybe she will. Well, what are your thoughts? Because it seemed seemed like different tones in that scene. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that she would be a good, like, buck 2.0 bouncing off point. I don't think she'll stick, because I don't think okay. anyone will stick. Um, but I think that she, like a good if he has to go out on a date with somebody um, just to like reconnect and kind of like talk through it and try an attempt at a real relationship, she seems like a good candidate, right? She yeah. is funny, they have good chemistry, but she's not like sexually interested in him only like yeah no she's yeah like interested in him as like emotionally interested as well as physically trying right in the way like when they first met up and then she was like oh i remember that as eddie doing the saving and i'm like i love that yeah that was, that was brilliant <laughs> that they can like make fun of each other yeah and it doesn't feel like they're trying hard at all like it just feels very like I feel like that would be a much better platonic friend thing. But I also think it's, like, you can't get it right on your first try, you know what I mean? Yeah. He has to meet a Taylor Kelly or two before he can meet an Allie. And Allie seems pretty normal. We don't know anything about her, really, though, other than that one time when they had really good chemistry. And I really, really still highly advocate, I don't think it'll ever happen. But if she comes back as a firefighter and just joins the 118 as, like, a third man for that squad, just her buck and eddie i would watch that show <laughs> oh for sure oh for sure i yeah. i wouldn't like that they don't even i don't even care if she's romantically involved with i just think the three of them would be comedic goals because i really enjoyed the three of their dining for sure yeah for sure um what else do we have here oh norman visiting lola i was like that handhold scene through the window is kind of cute yeah yeah but- there's a butt. No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole, all of them. When the when the uh, bride goes in to see the group, like you never really even saw them. They didn't really have any lines, but like when they go to see, them, you're like, oh, they're yeah, you know, together. Uh, who else is there? There's another one. Oh, and then what is it when Maddie's like whole uh, spiel thing? Like I felt like it felt a little too Meredith Gray level, you know, like the way yeah, she was ending. talking. 
Yeah, but um, I know you don't like that, but I'm okay with it. I know, I know. But when uh, she was like, oh, we, we love a comeback. And then it cut to them. I was like, that was cute. We'll see what happens with them. You know, in a previous episode, you said you did not like Maddie and Jimmy. I didn't, initially. Initially? Do you like them now? I think it gets better as time goes on, since you already know that whole thing, because Apple News spoiled it for you. I just know that they're together. I don't know how long they've been together. I don't yeah. know when they get together. I don't know if they don't get together till like, season five. Right, but right. I'm but pretty I'm sure she's saying... pregnant in season four, so I assume they get together in season three. <laughs> no, but it's like, I think initially it just didn't work for me, because I'm like, Chimney seems so awkward but like maddie comes across as someone kind of like taylor kelly like you know knows what she's doing right she like she has almost like a plan in a way but like Mm. chimney's like very confused and i'm like that doesn't really work out if you have someone who's confused with someone who knows what they want okay so that's why i was like i wasn't really a fan but now it's like kind of feels like there's something good happening here you okay. know I, I think i'll have to see later on because there's nothing really with i think chim knows that he likes maddie and he's willing to wait for her but i don't know if there's anything more on that that he'll add to or mm-hmm. take from. makes sense so so far they're cute so far they're fine they do have romantic chemistry that's it all right grapes i think it's pretty well known that i like this episode on yes. average i give this episode's about a five so if we were talking about like the lowest rated this if i were to match imdb imdb's rating of 7.9 and 10 is basically the same as is the equivalent of me giving an episode a two i did not give this episode two i gave this episode eight i really enjoyed this episode i don't know what's wrong with you guys (laughs) (laughs) my eights are like 8.4s out of 10 on imdb that was so off what is it all right Come at me. Come at me. Ask me about this episode. I don't think it deserved a seven point nine or whatever. It was fine. I mean, it was a really good episode. Um, you know, I like the ending for sure. Like it was a super feel-good episode. Um, definitely one of my more favorite episodes. Not like my actual all-time favorite, but like definitely like it's up there. It's cute. It was nice. It was standalone, which I think it's one of like a different kind of sense for yeah most of them but I, I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um but I think there's an episode coming up that I really enjoy, but you know, we know what kind of episodes I enjoy. Depressing so. ones. Yep. yep. <laughs> I um, think like everyone in this fandom really just likes drama. There's oh for sure. No I mean main character not- at the like edge of their like possibly about to die it's not good enough <laughs> and i'm just like everybody's happy in this episode in fact most of them look like they're getting together and they have two date nights and they're all happy <laughs> that's my episode <laughs> yeah i mean but for me i just i just naturally like you know watching dramatic episodes dramatic tv shows like that's what i love about like acting and things like that is just you know the drama but you know there's a difference between real life drama and this kind of drama (laughs) i think that the thing with me and drama though is i like drama with a bit of comedy on the side i just think that Uh, comedy is a lot harder to pull off than drama 
And to be fair, this episode was feel good, but it wasn't very witty in any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I enjoy comedy and drama intermix. I think that's the hardest to pull off, like a very dramatic episode with moments of levity and comedy. Okay. Um, This episode definitely didn't have that. (laughs) But I think there was a, the one that I really, the scenes that I really enjoyed this the one that I really enjoyed was the uh, the bank robbery, not the bank robbery, oh. the robbery scene. Because yeah, I think oh. that for like one of the, at least two of the characters, it was like kind of high stakes where they're like, shoot, we're getting robbed again, like armed. And then yeah. afterward turned kind of into like a funny physical comedy bit. But yeah, like no, in I- that moment, you're just like, oh shoot, they're about to get robbed. There's guns, right? Yeah. It feels a little more high stakes at that point. Okay. I feel like we have a really big difference in opinion with, like, what is high stakes, though? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't think that everything is... I, I'm not saying that the episode is high stakes. I think for one of the characters, it's high stakes. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you could tell at the very beginning when she calls, she's very yeah. concerned. Like, this is a... They have guns, you know. Yeah. But once it gets going, it kind of gets going. Okay, well... This was a super, I don't know, this felt Short, like a sweet episode. Editing Catherine is going to love it. <laughs> Man, we, we finally got a good episode. <laughs> oh, that's so sad to the first two seasons and seven episodes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Apparently Meg doesn't like any other episode but this one, but fine. <laughs> Hey, we're, we're it's been a while, but we're we're getting back on track. Sure, if you say so. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, we're all busy here with grad school. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> See y'all <laughs> next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye, guys. <laughs>Nine One One Superfan vs. Pure Snow is hosted by Meg and Kat. It's produced by Kat and Meg, and it's edited by Kat. If you'd like to learn more about our show, you can find us online at beacons.ai/911superfan vs. PAS. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Nine One One Superfan vs. PAS or Twitter, the same handle minus the U. If you'd like to support our show further, please leave us a positive comment and or like wherever you're tuning in from, or recommend us to a friend. We'd love to have more people join us. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Well, we appreciate you listening all the way through, and we will see you next time.